0: Aloha, this is Dr. Tiki, and my prescription for you is to listen to Sci-Fi's Saturday Night.
1: We will
2: begin in mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you get
1: me so easily!
2: It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule.
1: It's your sacred duty to tell us
2: the truth. Confess, confess, and we will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to will bring your people.
0: Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. bye by Saturday night. Welcome to yet another Area 51 recording of Sci Fi Saturday Night, the only podcast to guarantee that if you listen, you hear stuff. This week's episode is 461. We expect to return to a place that we've been to before. So let's see how that works out. Today, we are still in another pandemonium pandemic show because of the need for social distancing and the clogging of the intertubes, and the whole world is on the web and it's difficult to get a solid signal, so we are using a paired back cast and hoping for the best. In the Area 51 broadcast facility tonight, it's just the Dome and me, Captain Cam, privateer of the podcast world. I see Dome has just returned from fixing a coolant leak in the Area 51 reactor. How are things down there, Dome? You look a little singed.
2: Um... <coughs> 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 Um, yeah, I inhaled something I shouldn't have. Um, oh, I thought was that was your answer. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you just getting it extra was, was, As the Fire Theater was said, but it was really good shit in any case. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's good. Go. To... All right. So every so often we find something so different or interesting that even if it doesn't fit into our usual fare, we want others to learn about it. And on this show is one of those items. During this pandemic, when new entertainment options are limited, it is fascinating when we get to see something provided to us in an innovative and creative way, even if it is a Western. See, not our usual fare.
2: <laughs> on tonight's show, we talk to return guest Bruce Olive Soldheim. Bruce, I, I am amazed you decided to come back and pleased as hell by the way. Uh, and, and as well, the casting crew of a really, really fascinating offering. What they've created is a live stream theater event where the actors are currently locked down in their separate areas, uh, with green screen backdrops created using, uh, an engine that also powers video games in, in a, in a conglomeration that they've called lockdown theater. Uh, So let's take a minute uh, to talk about live theater for a minute, because not all live theaters are created equally. As you know, if you've ever gone to more than one live theater presentation, some of them are really sucky and some of them are freaking amazing. And when, when you get to what we've come to look on as internet theater, Some of them are really sucky, and some of them are just uh, blow-your-mind really cool. Uh, So let's welcome one of those blow-your-mind really cool ones. Uh, Let's welcome Lockdown Theater to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Uh, Theater meets video games. Uh, Let's introduce everybody. Uh, Writer Bruce Olive Soldheim. Joining him are actor-producer Rick Walters, actor Rico Anderson, and musical director Emma Frost. God help me with your last name, Emma, please. Rosticus. Rosticus. Oh, thank you. thank you. Because there's no way in hell I would have done it. <laughs> Guys, welcome worked. to Stick by Fit Saturday Night. Thank you for thank having you. me.
3: Thank you. thank you. Thank
2: you. Bruce, I, I know uh, you from from uh, uh, from the times that you've been on the show in the past. And we talked about uh we talked about your book uh
3: Time Snark. Or snark. And we talked about snark, yeah.
2: Yeah, we talked yeah. about snark. Yep. Half alien, half human, yes all heart. Yep. And uh we talked about it well, we talked that about that among a crap load of other stuff as well, but that that was supposedly the reason you were on. And then <laughs> all of a sudden, um somebody whom we both know got a hold of us and said, "Did you know Bruce was doing this too?" And I said, <laughs> "No." Let's find out about it. So, how did you get involved in uh, in Lockdown Theater?
3: Well, <clears throat> I've I've been writing plays uh, only for about I don't know seven years or so, and uh, I I've written ten plays now. And of course, uh, it's really tough for playwrights to get their plays produced uh, in a regular theater, even community theater or whatever. And uh, I was able to do that twice, um, but I didn't have much luck beyond that. So uh, during the lockdown, uh, I decided that it was time to get my other plays produced. And so it started with the very innocent... contact between me and Rick Walters. Rick and I have known each other. We had a mutual friend who unfortunately passed away in 2016 uh, named Gene Thorkelson, who was a wonderful producer, director, actor. And uh, he introduced us and we were in a, uh, a, a stage reading together in Seattle uh, that, uh, of a play that I'd written. So uh, I got a hold of Rick uh, earlier in the year and I said, uh, I'd like to do a, a start with a reading of something I'd written. And uh, he said, "Sure, I'll get some people." And then he said, "Well, how about going a step further? Well, I know a guy named Cedric, and he knows a guy named Jordan, and they can. Uh, I think we can do more than that." So uh, the and idea I'm hearing
2: that- Mickey Rooney in the background going, "Hey, kids, I've got a barn. Let's put on a show." <laughs> I know
3: it was <laughs> it was really that innocent. It started off as just you know, <laughs> hey, you know, we we're going to do a, a reading, and then it turned into this incredible thing that these, uh, these people have created, uh, you know, it's a, really a team effort. So, you know, we didn't let the lockdown stop us. And we had a, a lot of actor friends who didn't have much going on. And, uh, so they were generally available. And, uh, so we we're able to, Rick was able to help me recruit these folks and, uh, some of them who, whom I've worked, worked with before, and we were able to produce, we've now produced our third production during the lockdown. The first one, Was called "This Is My Gun," and it was about a a school shooting from the mind of a school shooter. So kind of. And that was
2: in May. Uh, uh, Yeah, I think it was in May. Early on in the. uh, Yes. Early on in the uh, pandemic.
3: Yeah, we 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 worked on that breakneck pace, and we got that thing uh, out there. And then we did uh, the bridge in July. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was about uh, a darker topic again uh, about uh, suicide on the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, But it has a happy ending, believe it or not. Um, So that was our second one. And then this third one is Tough Trip Through Hell. And it's a a dramatic comedy Western and uh, written by uh, I I adapted it from an unpublished novel by a a Vietnam veteran friend of mine named David Wilson. He's uh, unfortunately uh, dying of cancer. And is in his last stages now. So, but he has been able to watch it. So he from his his bed. That's
2: cool. So he, That's
3: great. So we're dedicating the production to him. It was his life's dream to have that come to life. So, all the actors and the and everybody, the cast and crew, have been dedicated to doing this. You know, not only for the craft and to get, you know, you know, to be working, but also for David. So. That kind of takes us to where we are, and these wonderful actors. We're, you know, Rick is the producer, director, actor. He's got a lot of hats. Rico is a well-known uh, TV actor. Uh, he's been he's been on on Star Trek. So that, or and yeah, that's right, on uh, Star Trek and several other shows. Too many. I I can't keep track of all the shows you're on, Rico. And uh, and then that's a lot. and then and then Emma is a. a a virtuoso on the harp and she has a master's degree. And now I forgot what your master's degree is in, but anyway, uh, she is the musical director and a musical genius. And here we are. So,
2: (laughs) so, so Rick, as as producer slash actor of this, this wonderful idea. um, One of the things in watching this, as I watched it for the first time, was the use of uh, a, a wonderful video game technology called the Unreal Engine. Uh, yeah. to make up for the fact that everybody can't be in the same place at the same time. I mean, there are, there are two ways you can do you can make this work. You can get everybody in the same place at the same time, put them in little plastic boxes like we do here in Area 51. We all sit in little Lexar boxes, and it's really ugly, and we hate it. <laughs> and and it's very difficult. I feel like a gerbil sometimes. And when my feeding tube gets, gets clogged, the water tube, I get really annoyed. But with the Unreal Engine and, and very, very... I wouldn't say basic screen, green screen technology, but not horribly difficult green screen technology, and a couple of really, really slick engineering tricks, Yeah, you can do some amazing things.
4: You really can. Uh,
2: yeah. How did you... Did you have to learn how to use the engine? Did you bring in people? How did oh, this work?
4: Oh no no! no. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I, I'm going to, and you know this is such a an exciting topic for me and and a lot of us nerds here at Lockdown. Um, when we first had the idea, you know Bruce Bruce came to me and and he mentioned a gentleman's name Cedric. Cedric and I have been talking about this. We'll call it the virtual space. You know, it's called many different things in different worlds, the metaverse, uh, you name it. But we've been talking about it for a long time. And Cedric and I both are science fiction dudes, by the way. He's also a programmer and a video game guy, but but uh, he's more of a high level 30,000 foot person because he's capable at, at software like Unreal and Maya and 4D and Blender and different three dimensional softwares that can do this sort of thing. But what he's even more adept at is, is just applying them. Unreal Engine has what's called a developer's kit. And right. the, the point of the developer's kit is to give people like uh, our crew, like our Jordan, who is our technical director, the keys to to basically shape our mise-en-scene uh, how we want it. So uh, you're familiar with the the term, mise-en-scene, or the, the French term, mise-en-scene, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: oh yes i'm fluent in french so no, i'm just kidding i'm kidding <laughs>
4: essentially uh you know what what we're doing as directors is trying to build the space you know we're building the space that the scene happens in and on stage you use a proscenium to hold in your actors and then within that proscenium you're using light and construction and furniture to shape a three-dimensional immersive space where the the talent can play in And um, you know, who would have thought that video game nerds uh, are actually well adept at world building? They can build this proscenium for us in 360 degrees. They being uh, not just our team, but but man, anybody with a dev kit could do this, believe it or not. What makes us uh, special, I think, is is our guy, Jordan. And Jordan isn't here with us, but he's actually prepping for our rehearsal tonight. He has. uh basically learned unreal engine for our show he knew it and knew of it before but he's done things for a tough trip through hell that have never been done before it's never been used like he's using it which is pretty awesome so uh all of us had to kind of adapt you know i being a, a, an actor producer director i had to let go of my creativity a little bit um about a month ago when we started getting into production because i simply don't have the bandwidth I can't possibly be on the screen, look at my phone, and push buttons in order to switch things. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something a director would normally do in a, in a live broadcast. Jordan has has assumed that job wholeheartedly. So we're kind of like crossing lines here on how that how the crew works, but it was it was really a necessity. Like, how can we do this? If you look at our other two shows, This is My Gun and The Bridge, uh, we had different types of worlds that we lived in uh the the bridge was re- literally just actors in their house reading the script really it still had this immersive feeling to it because the story was good performances were good and then for the bridge jordan came on and he built uh, a two-dimensional background and that two-dimensional background still did a world of good imagine actors on the skirt with the scrim behind them you know or just the balance behind them doing mm-hmm. their thing. and it works it works just like that but he built a one-off kind of uh, Golden Gate Bridge location. And he, he, he built about five different vantages or angles on it or shots, if you will. And it was a rudimentary, but it it really it, it really put the spotlight on the performances. And so now he's gone full hog and is he can put all of us on the screen together. He can move us around. He can crop us. He basically tells us how to do our blocking live while we're doing it which is pretty awesome. You can call Rico and say, Rico, quarter right, and then fix your eyeline, little left, little left. There it is. Okay, good. Keep it, keep it. You know, he's talking to us throughout the show, kind of telling us how to live in the space because we're blind. I'm an actor. I may be the director and a producer, but I don't know where the hell I'm in. I'm at in this space because I can't see the screen. Because you can't.
2: Right, right. Because the, the engine is producing a, 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 a set that you really can't see,
4: right. So you're flying blind. and so it's it's really a cacophony. There's a lot of choreography that goes behind his technical world and our performance um, remotely <laughs> remotely. That's a big thing, you know. so
1: that's um, great.
2: and that's 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 the the really, really, mm. really interesting part when it comes to just being the actor uh rico uh and you're you're sitting there at at home I'm guessing yeah and yeah you're getting your notes and you're being told okay your scenes coming up i need you to move two steps left do your lines look to your right and then it, how How is this significantly different from what you've been doing on the set of a TV show or on the set of a movie? Aside from the fact yeah. that you're doing it in your damn living room.
1: Yeah, it, it's um, it's very much uh, a different experience. And it's a great compliment to a lot of readings that have been done online because in essence this is all we've got um but it's a fun challenge because you're you're literally taking the the world of live theater And, and when i say the world of live theater i mean theater is whatever happens happens um and and you hope and pray and you you know, you 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 are all prepared for what you have rehearsed, but anything can happen. It's theater. It's live. There's there's no there's no cut. There's no can we do it again. So you're taking that element, but you're also t- taking the element of being in front of a camera, and you're combining those two. It, it's it's a great feeling, and 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 a time when this is literally all we've got um more so you know in the, in the middle of covid when 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 a lot of this was going down it was it, it was a welcome it was a welcome it was a welcome vehicle to to be able to um be a part of it, it, it you know as actors and performers we we need that hit we got to be we got to be acting we got to be creating we got to be doing something you know we're we're like It's, it's like, it's like a crackhead, man. You know, you need that hit and it it's, and without it, you start to feel, you start to, you know, you start to get those, those, those creative shakes. So it's, and, and what worse time for something like this to go down for, for a performer? I mean, for anyone. And obviously I'm, I'm not, I'm not discounting what's happening, but in terms of our business, this is what we do. So Um, it's, it's been awesome and compared to being on set, you know, I love the fact that my place is my set and it, it, I, I get to, I get to expand beyond what I may normally do when it comes to like, if I have to self tape an audition, um, I, I have to, I have to literally be all the things that I would go to set and have given to me or put on me or, Pointed at me. I I I am the lighting person. I am my sound person. I'm my camera person. I am my makeup and hair person. I am all those things. Um, now, know- now
2: Rico, you you said you said that twice. It's all we've got.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. And for create for any creative person who's been isolated in this pandemic, that rings so true right now an artist who can't show the world what they're doing in whatever form in whatever format is looking desperately for a way in which to be able to get the rest of the world to see something of what they're producing
1: and so yeah go ahead if I could say something on that, and when I say this is all we've got, I don't mean that in a bad way. No, you know, not at all. Yeah, we, we, as artists, we look for, we look for that challenge. We look for that new thing. We look for that, that thing that we may have done, but it, now it's done differently. We, we welcome, and we welcome these type of uh, opportunities and challenges, um, and we sometimes do it under intense pressure. 2020 has been intense pressure. We, you know, we're 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 in the middle of a pandemic and a civil rights movement. There's a lot of shit going on. So based on that alone, and everything else is that that's been happening from from earthquakes to murder hornets and. Oh you fuck! Know, I forgot about murder hornets. Thanks, so murder much. hornets. You know. Thank you so much for reminding me. Glad to help. So, you know, between all of that, it's just like, there's a lot going on, but, but what it is, is for, for us as artists, you know, look, we're creatives, creatives create, we're all in this industry. Um, No matter if we're actors, musicians, uh, broadcasters, we, we, we create. And, And if there's something that isn't right, we find a way, we find a way around it and that's the beauty of our industry we will find one way or the or the other it's going something's going to happen because this is what we do and we've been doing this from the dawn of time if the lights go out in the theater during a production um Hell, you use the, the the emergency lights. You you if you're if the theater for whatever reason can't be used, you perform outside. If you can't perform outside, you you go somewhere else. You do whatever you have to do to make it happen. And that's the beauty of our industry as a whole. No matter what part of the industry we're in, one way or the other, we're going to make it happen. And that's that's why I love about being an actor and just being an entertainer as as a whole.
2: And to make things even cooler about this whole situation is that throughout the, the entire production of this, watching episodes one and two so far, episode three, by the way, if you're listening to this this Saturday night, next Wednesday will be episode three. Then the following Wednesdays will be episodes four and five. This is episodic and I, and I freaking love the idea. Um, the musical director does the music
1: live
2: Mm -hmm. Emma Emma and and it's it's so cool it really is so cool
1: yeah
5: I'm glad you like it thank you it's been a very Um, fun experience
2: (laughs) so so let's talk about that for a little bit um how did you get involved with the production well
5: um Rick is my partner and he and Bruce kind of started this thing. And then I was, I think I was eavesdropping, which I do too much. (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, talking about Rick, Rick tends to think like big picture in terms of artists and creatives and like, how, how can we get everybody involved? And so he was instantly talking to Bruce about me and, And it was interesting because I had just graduated with my master's degree from Cal Arts, um, in May. And so I was kind of like, (laughs) it was an interesting time to graduate, uh, especially as, as a performer, because, um, I was like, oh, okay, here I come world. Wait, just kidding. Uh, let me sit down and have a cup of tea and just sit back because it's COVID time. Um, so and there's and no I there's no place
2: to perform anymore.
5: What? What did you say?
2: I said there's no place to perform anymore.
5: Yeah, exactly. And so in a way, I was I was like, okay, well, I'm ready for some you know a little bit of downtime, and just got done with getting my master's. I'm tired, and then this opportunity came up, and and it's and yeah. Cal Arts is, is such an interesting place to go to school because. Um, they really focus a lot on on collaborations between the different art schools, like music and dance and film and all that stuff. But I actually didn't get to do much scoring at all during my degree, which I was I was kind of bummed about. And then this opportunity came up, and uh, Bruce and Rick kind of you know presented it to me and said, "Hey, you want to do it?" And I said, "Well, sure." And uh, I just I kind of dove in head first and wasn't exactly sure what I was doing but um, as as so this is now our third production together and I I feel like I have my shit down you know I I have everything organized I I have a, a system that works for me I really enjoy it I think one of the most fun parts is is just sitting down uh at like the first and second read through and listening to the actors and just imagining the music and where it's going to happen and kind of the vibe. I think about it as like emotions and vibes and, and that kind of thing, you know? Um, And so, yeah, that's one of the most fun parts. And I hope to, now that I've gotten down my, my system for doing it on my own. I hope to on this next production reach out to some other musician friends and have them send me uh tracks virtually with other instruments so we can get even a wider range of instrumentation. Um and then intersperse that in. So, yeah, it's really fun.
2: So, at this point what's happening is that during the live performances, you are performing live original music.
5: So there's actually, so it's not all live. Um, A lot of it is pre-recorded. We started out with live music um, in the first production, and the sound was not as quality. The audio quality wasn't as good as we wanted it to be. So we've moved over to doing um, a lot of pre-recorded cues. um, And then uh, we usually have... um, a theme song which rick and i are in a band called lucky and sparks um so we've done the last two theme songs uh rick did we perform the previous one live or was that pre-recorded as well
4: uh well for for the bridge we pre-recorded but we
5: yeah
4: i think we did slow down live for did we do slow down live yeah,
5: yeah. yeah so we, we did the first one yes. live
4: yeah
5: yeah and, and it, then sound, then the, it
4: sounded like dog shit but we learned a lot from that. How does that sound?
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, we just—it's uh, about the having the right re- equipment.
4: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? We'll show you the recording later.
1: Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the showing, not the sound, please.
3: It's a. <laughs>
4: you're gonna it's taste a, it either way.
3: It's a beautiful song, and I, I told Em and Rick that that beautiful song deserves to have the highest quality that we could do and although it was cool to do it live it's just it it became uh uh you know really difficult to, d- to do and it didn't do uh justice to this beautiful song that they had written
0: Look, yeah,
4: not, 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 to, not to derail you lucky emma is lucky to me but we are we are doing everything we're doing at the the grind level i call it so it's 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 We're we're capable of doing it at a high quality. It's just very expensive. And what we're doing is is what I would call open source. We're using open source software, open source um, uh, sharing platforms like Zoom, open source uh, switching software that allows us to do this. So we're using the available resources to do what we're doing.
0: It's the, the
4: economies of scale, if you will. Sorry, sorry, Emma. I just wanted everyone to know that we can do it the other way. We're just punk oh, rockers, exactly. and we choose to do it the other way. <laughs> <laughs> punk rockers. Yeah, you have to
5: find a fine balance. Um, and actually, the the theme song for Tough Trip Through Hell, which is our current production. Is written by Bruce but performed by Lucky and Sparks so that's pretty cool Bruce is actually a really amazing songwriter and musician as well so it's kind of fun to kind of cross over you know uh, with different artists within our group and and work together Um, and then a a new thing that will be happening um, is I will be playing um, beautiful heart music at the beginning for 15 minutes as people sit and wait for the show to come on Um, that's been a thing we just decided to add. So that'll be really fun as well. And I'm just I'm just going to improvise and wing it and play from my heart. It's going to be that really fun.
4: That, that does sound too. like fun. It will be. Yeah. It'll be great.
5: Yeah, that's what's happening in the music world over here uh, <laughs> from my home.
4: <laughs> that's, that's a story from Lake Wobegon. Uh,
5: that's
2: right. <laughs> 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 that's Did awesome. you know... You know, my next question was going to be, why do you guys do this? But it becomes almost immediately obvious in listening to you that you guys do this for three reasons. Number one, because you really love doing it. Mm -hmm. Number two, because you seem to really like each other. (laughs) And number three, uh, I understand, Bruce. I understand. Uh, And
3: and number three, it's now breaking the band. This is the episode of breaking the band. Yeah. And number three,
2: here's the longer this pandemic goes on, the deeper the need becomes within all of us find a way to make a difference to find a way to make ourselves for other people if that makes sense
1: yeah it does It. listen you know it goes back to you know what I was saying about us finding a way as artists I, I think one of the beautiful things about um, some of the comforts that we have been given as a result of the pandemic is artists and our work you you had a lot of artists especially especially musical artists who did home concerts you know in front of a piano or whatever and just you know singing some of their hits and um a lot of music was available for free a lot of concerts you know were available for free uh broadway was available for free as far as uh watching a lot of performances um just a lot of things were available just to keep just to take our minds off of everything that was going on um and the majority of what has helped to keep a lot of our sanity is the arts and that's that's always been the reality um which is why it's always sad when arts programs get um, are one of the first things to be considered to get cut Um, because it's like, look, the arts is, it it fuels all of us. It, it entertains all of us. It, It keeps us from going nuts. And at a time like this, again, this is something that has really helped to keep the world moving in, in a way where it's either taking our mind off of what's happening or just easing our minds, making us feel good or or whatever way it's going to do from music to film to TV to theater to everything in three weeks
2: this run ends and then you guys are going to take a deep breath and go shit what do we do now (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's always the
2: case. <laughs> I, I can, back to back I can feel it. Oh. I can feel it already because, you know, as, 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 you know, I mean, Jesus I, Rico, I could say, you know, Rico, we could talk about every TV show that we, you've, you've done. And, and, and more importantly, you know, I, I, I can almost guarantee what's in your mind is, what am I doing next, man? What am I doing next?
1: That's the thing. It's always the case. It's like when when, when you're done, theaters, for me, theater is the worst because it's like when I do a theater production, it, there's a routine that happens. You know when you're going to be at the theater. You know the people you're going to see, the relationships that you forge, the, the, when the show is happening, how long the show is going to happen. Uh, what's happening after the? You know, you have a routine for six to eight weeks, or if you have an extension. When that's over, you literally sit around wondering what you're going to do with yourself on that Saturday night, where for the like the last twelve, fourteen weeks, you were uh, you were in the middle of rehearsal and then you were doing the show and stuff like that. This is no different. I mean, being on set or even doing this, it's just like, what am I going to? Because you're also thinking in your mind, man. Wednesday nights, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah, whatever's happening on a Wednesday, I know Wednesday night at seven o'clock is going down. And when that's over, that's that's when you think, man, what's next? What am I gonna do? What's, what's happening? So, so, so you know,
2: you guys, you guys have this 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 wonderful little brain trust here of 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 people.
4: I like that Ooh. word, brain trust.
2: That's
1: a great. Yeah.
2: thing. <laughs> it, it is. It is. A, it is a great thing.
1: Bruce, put that in the script. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I yes,
4: it's written down. All right, good. Good man. <laughs> the hive for those Star Trek folks out there. For
3: the, <laughs> the hive mind. Yeah. Hive mind. Yeah. And no, I. I. I the no, go ahead. I. Go ahead yeah i just uh, kind of riffing off what everybody said you know the the arts is really you know what we live for i mean you know we go about our day-to-day the doctors science tells us we got to do this to protect ourselves but what why do we live you know we live for for the the beauty of our lives and the arts bring that to us the arts you know like rico said that it's the first thing cut in the school districts and think of all the kids who aren't getting The arts education that they should be right now because of this and Mm -hmm. and uh, when I think historically i'm a historian so I, I think of the Harlem Renaissance in the 20s, -hmm. which was the first opportunity for African Americans to express themselves and their their history and their story, and they did it through the arts. Mm. And and they were allowed to do it in the 20s and it caused an, an a somewhat of a beginning of some kind of integration doors opened and that's what you can do the arts is a safe way for people to express themselves and to put aside their their hatreds and prejudices and and you know preconceptions and and just enjoy the beauty of it and unfortunately what happened then of course was the great depression that hit right at the end of the 20s but but th- that's the power of the arts. It, it brings people together, uh, all kinds of different people, diverse people and groups, and they, for the moment that they're there, they all are beautifully together. And that's that's really the beauty of it to me. And and to answer the question of what we're going to do next, we the the At least part of the brain trust last night. We're talking about that, so we're already got some wheels (laughs) in motion. So yes, we do. Why
2: does that surprise me?
3: (laughs) (laughs) We can't we can't be still, you know. We gotta and
5: we can't stop.
3: (laughs) And and there's only two more episodes left. So uh, yeah, there's just uh, episode four and episode five, the finale, and then we're gonna announce what we're gonna do next after the at the end of episode five.
4: So. Good segue, good tease. Uh, yeah. Good segue, but a good tease. But we got we got to work on your hype, okay? <laughs> Bruce is our hype man, and that sounded to me like he was selling my grandmother a coffin.
0: <laughs> You're going to be <laughs>
4: well,
0: sh-
1: Some.
2: So, hey, somebody's got to be a coffin salesman. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> somebody's got
4: to sell me
0: shit.
3: Come on. <laughs> Reminds me of a funny story.
4: I don't want, I don't want Bruce to to get us out of here without commenting on something very important about lockdown theater. every one of our shows he he mentioned you know he hit on it briefly early on but uh has had a very important message and in yeah. this time, you know we just got through an election cycle Rico uh pointed out that we're we're literally in the middle of a civil rights movement. There are a lot of uh inflamed folks out there who are taking information um right away and using it to fuel their You know, their mood for the day and the arts are a fantastic opportunity to tell stories and allow people to ingest them, still get the idea, the big idea, if you will, and and not, uh, you know, argue about it afterwards. We've done a play about suicide. We've done a play about guns, uh, rights and advocacy. We've done now we're doing a show that incorporates this civil rights message in a very artful manner. And we're talking about it. And you know what else? Other people are talking about it. We've had feedback from people who watched The Bridge and said it saved their life. And I'm not joking when I tell you that that's one of the greatest accomplishments of my 45 years. Mm. And I'm very, very happy to do so. And I'm very, very happy to get people connected. And I'm very, very happy to stay connected during this isolation period. You know, So the message that, that Bruce had in his heart is now a message that all of us are are spreading you know and we're doing it while serving our own selfish needs as artists you know and so when when this thing first started i don't know if you guys remember but people were calling out to artists and said this is your time this is what you're for this is what your art is this is your calling kind of thing artists get out there and do your job we yeah. need you
1: yeah. that
4: kind of thing and so it's been absolutely a call to duty for me for that oh,
1: very yeah all of us, I, I agree with you, Rick. And and you know what? One of the things that I always felt like, you know, this this is a time where, as artists, we we really getting to work is almost essential because this is a good time to write. This is a good time to to finish up that project, to practice a new instrument, to do something. Um, and you know, as as artists are, our, our work is supposed to make you happy, make you sad, piss you off, make you think, make you cry. Make make you make you feel. This this is what it's all about. This is what we, you know, we 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 tell stories. And we tell these stories either through our acting or through our music. Music is one of the best storytellers ever because it's going to make you feel one way or the other. And as performers, writers, that's that's our job. That's what we do. This this is in essence our time to shine in a way where we didn't ask for this, but it's just it's just in our DNA to 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 do it. And we have and we are.
2: Throughout the course of this pandemic lockdown theater has produced This is my gun, a one-act play, The Bridge. And is in the middle of a five-port episodic streamplay event called Tough Trip Through Hell. I would love for you guys to just get the chance. And we'll send you the links so that you can see their past stuff. And watch their new stuff as it comes through live theater meeting video games. Our guests tonight have been writer Bruce Olive Sondheim. Actor-producer Rick Walters. Actor Rico E. Anderson and musical director emma frost rusticus guys thank you so much for joining us when you say it's all we've got it's all that and more not all internet is created equally this has been created beautifully thank you so much
1: thank you thank you, thank you. appreciate it
2: Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Granite Con, Plastic City Comic Con, and the Upper Valley Comic Expo. We are also sponsored by Dreamforge Magazine, a superb magazine of fantasy and science fiction, and Comic Art House. Visit Comic Art House for some of the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. And if you're looking for a really great gift book for that rapidly approaching semi-annual Fairbanks Melt Day celebration, consider a look at Sci-Fi Saturday Night's first anthology, My Peculiar Family, now on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. My Peculiar Family, the audiobook, is available on Audible, because I'm not sure where else you could find it. Our intro production was provided by Rob Watts. For more of his amazing stuff, just look at RobWattsOnline.com. And don't forget to try the Watt Sauce we have, we love it. Our outro was provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. You can find Lawrence Made Me Cry's music on Bandcamp, and a whole lot of love to Jojo and Celine. Many thanks to the gang from his booking books. Thank you, Captain Cam. This is Dome saying. Terry and Jeannie shared pain as lessons, shared joy increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Better things are coming, Stacy. Stay strong, Liz. So. Unless it's daytime. Good night, everybody. That sounds good. That sounds perfect.